Hi, everybody. Welcome to Popcorn. I'm Peter Travers, and this is where we tell you about the movies. And there's a movie now called The Big Sick, and I'm telling you to go because you can thank me later. You could just say it. My guests today, uh, Kumail Nagiani and Emily V. Gordon, and I'm going to get to the bottom of that V before this <laughs> interview really ends, Fair. is just terrific in so many ways and surprises you in so many ways. So I'm shutting up and just introducing the both of you. Thank you for Hello. having us. Emily, welcome here. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, we're thrilled. We're very excited. We've been you for years. <laughs> years. Years. For years. Just desperate to be near popcorn, just, which I, is still warm. And now I'm warm. right next to it. Feel that. Oh, that's new. Oh, wow. It does that's smell good. I wish you could really, smell it at home. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could, too. So this movie, as a critic, very difficult to describe to people because you're laughing, then you cry a little, and there are very few movies where... The woman in the movie is put in a medically induced coma right. yes. while the boyfriend is still doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what to call it. So at one point I thought, let's call it the coma comedy of the summer. That's good. That's it, right? That's it, I love there's it. nothing I like, like it. That's the thing. So, you know, it's scary for us because coma is such a it's such a harsh word and people have is. such strong associations with it. So that was And it's not a pleasant thing. No, it's yeah. not. It's not a pleasant. Well, you would thing. know. You could tell us. I. It's not a pleasant thing, you guys. <laughs> you hear voices saying, "Don't go into the light." <laughs> well, she did. I have, did hear. She I did, did have dreams. I could kind of hear people around me uh, quite a bit. I wasn't like completely under. And this is just my experience as being in a medically induced coma. I can't speak for any other mm -hmm. experiences, but I definitely heard. I knew Camille was there. I knew my parents were there, and I kind of uh, thought that I was uh, trapped. I had a couple of different, I thought you were in the hospital at one point and that I needed to help him. And then I thought that I was trapped in an institution and I needed to plot my way to get out. Wow. Both of them. There's there's a script in both of them. Yes. Yeah. That's the, thought, the side movie we're going to release after so. this. Is, you haven't really done that. <laughs> so I have already lost control. We should basically say a little bit about, because the both of you wrote it. Yes. Yes. He stars in it. I have no idea why you just didn't say to Zoe Kazan, I could play this. <laughs> I lived it. I mean, but have but you no. seen her? She's but amazing. She is. No, yeah. she's great. She's when she's on the show. You can't not love her. But explain it without me interrupting. So it's basically based um, on loosely on the first year of our relationship. Emily and I were first dating. Um, we had a lot of complications, essentially. Yeah. Yes. And my, mm. my parents wanted me to marry a, a Muslim Pakistani girl, and so they were setting me up. We're they were trying to set me up for that, and Emily and I had sort of fallen in love, and a few months into our relationship, this sounds really heavy. It does. She was put into a medically induced coma. I became very ill and had to be hospitalized. She, yes. had, a, she had a mystery illness, mm -hmm. and she was in a coma, and her parents came, and I sort of hung out with her parents for the entire time that she was out. And so the movie's sort of about that period of time. And then when Emily, it's, uh, Emily wakes up, well, Emily, you know, spoiler alert. Yes, here she is. Here she <laughs> is. So it, and then it's the story of... Them kind of navigating, getting back together. When you describe it on paper, it's maybe not even a movie I would want to see. It sounds very melodramatic. <laughs> it sounds does. very intense. That's it the sounds pitch like line. <laughs> I think it should, the poster should say, maybe not a movie you want to see. Emily B. On paper. On paper. Well, yes. that's been the challenge. Is like It sounds a lot more heavy and serious than it is. It is a comedy. And it's not that we're making light of it as much as that is just kind of where humor comes from. And both of our families were both kind of uh, have families that like to kind of find humor in bleak spots and tension breaker humor and, and uh, 
So the movie is, is kind of about, it's with all of that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's, we wanted to put in everything that was important to us into this movie. So, you know, it's, it's got a lot of like different storylines and characters. And families and uh, illnesses and kind of disappointing your parents and how you deal we with. We could all relate to that. I mean, I it's, universal. So. Yeah. it's universal. It's <laughs> universal. You can't. It's just, and then you had Judd Apatow in there Absolutely. helping a little in the producing side. You have Michael Showalter directing it. Yeah, and Barry Mendel also produced it, who's, you know, was Wes Anderson's producer, M. Night Shyamalan's producer. And so how deep into this did you say to all of them, just keep the F out of my way. This is our movie. <laughs> we'll tell you how it should be done. Never. I, and they drilled into us very early on how important it was for us to not kind of be precious with our story because they were like, the movie won't ever be good if you kind of are so rigid with and not that we were but they were like you can't be rigid with the facts we mm -hmm. have to be able to kind of create a story and so i think with judd and barry and, and showalter and the actors we were able to kind of create this thing that is partially our story but it's also all of our story and it's kind of this uh, amazing thing that lives on its own that it belongs to all of us so we they drilled into us so hard to never uh never get in the way of the story of the storytelling process and so we kind of took it to heart i think yeah, so, you know, I mean, obviously the broad strokes of the movie are pretty accurate. It's what happened. And the movie feels to us emotionally True. how it felt to go through that. But in the movie, and I'm assuming we'll get to what you faked a little bit later. Okay. You know, there always has to be something. Yes. No. But she's in the audience heckling you. Is this true? That is actually that how is we true. met. That is that is completely accurate. So, was you were on stage saying, "Is there any Pakistani?" Uh, yeah. yeah, I was. I was said, "Are there any Pakistanis in the house?" And Emily got, went, "Woohoo!" <laughs> and in real life, I said, "You're not from Pakistan. I would have noticed you." It's a good um, line. That's a good line. Yeah. 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 I mean, and we I was walked. just trying to help him out because I know everyone was dead silent in the audience. I thought, hey, I was someone. doing okay. People were laughing. <laughs> You tried to boost it a little. Yeah, and I'm not a heckler by nature. I'm not a person who helps comedy shows. I have a lot of respect for stand-up comedy. <laughs> it just something impelled me to uh, say something to you, and, and it worked out pretty well. So. Give me that woohoo. I just want to hear it. Woohoo! Yeah, see, yeah, that's it. Southern, well, so you had to. I, I saw her, and I was like, oh, this girl's really cute. <laughs> and so after the show, I looked for her. In real life, I looked for her. I was like, where's that girl? I got to talk to her. And she was so embarrassed about it that she re she left. Yes. Then it was a couple days later. <laughs> embarrassed by you looking for her. Well, <laughs> was that sure, it? Really, I, that was I it. I just, I knew I, I had to leave because I had to be at work. And I also was like, well, I kind of, I think I maybe made an ass of myself. I'm just going <laughs> to show myself out. Uh, and then, and then a couple days later, a couple nights later, I ran into her somewhere. And I was like, I want I was like, you're the girl that heckled me. And then we basically have the conversation we have in the movie where she's like, I didn't heckle you, I woohooed. When you first hear it, that, okay, it's, I'm, this story's interesting, but it really happened? You know? yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. We're suspicious. Anytime I see a movie that starts with based on a true story, I go, uh -huh. That's why we very specifically didn't put it at we the beginning. It we talked great. about it. Yeah. We didn't put it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And we were first, when we first showed it to audiences, when we tested them, which is, you know, you... Um, I'm sure you know, but uh, you just sort of show a rough version of the movie to a normal audience who doesn't know anything about it just to get their reaction. People were very surprised at the end when the real pictures yeah. came up. They were shocked. They were like, that was real? <laughs> 
It's always better it's to go in and, and tell people afterwards rather than setting up that expectation at the beginning of like, well, let's see if this feels it's real to me. Like, perfect. And yeah. I've just destroyed that whole feeling now. No, <laughs> you're not. Watching it. It's just over now. No, but it's not. Go back to this second. So he finds you. And is this love at first sight? Well, <laughs> I did the thing where I write her name in Urdu. You know, in the movie. Yes, I, that's like, yeah. Yeah, and it's it, very cool. Very few people can do Right? That. And then the, the movie version of Emily is on to him immediately, and it's like, this is a move you've pulled on <laughs> other people. The real version of Emily, unfortunately, fell for it hook, line, and sinker, <laughs> and thought it was incredibly charming and very exotic. Uh, and Which it wasn't it was. until months later that I was like, you've done this with other girls before, haven't you? And he was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but what you said was, uh, I haven't done it since then, and it worked. <laughs> haven't done it since then. So it could it be then, and he could have used it a dozen times, oh, so and she'd still times. forgive you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You're the last one that used it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good move. It's not yeah. a bad move. If yeah. I knew another language, I would probably be doing it all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember it was a few months we were dating, and Emily would tell her friends, like, it was so charming that he did this, and then I had to be like, I'm sorry, honey. There are dozens of girls throughout the Chicago area. Not dozens. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't a player or anything. No, I said dozen. All. I didn't mean to. It was probably eight dozens. or nine. Dozens. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, was no. Just, no. I, wasn't, I wasn't good with ladies. I'm not buying any of this. <laughs> I wasn't smooth. I really wasn't. <laughs> but it's a really good move. It's really. a good move. Yeah. I remember when I thought of that move, I was like, all right, this will help. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. <laughs> but. The key thing in this to me, the one that just takes this from being really good to over the top good to me, is families. Yes. It's like mm. we all have them, <laughs> and there are ways to simplify them in a way where we can just be comfortable and have all of our own prejudices basically mm -hmm. feel comfortable with what we feel. But you don't do that. That's right. These parents, the pair of them, are incredible. They're pretty specific humans, right? Yeah. Because we don't fall in love with one person. We ha this comes with it. Right. That's exactly right. When anytime you're falling in love with someone, it's they come with so much context. Mm -hmm. They come with how they were raised. They come with all their weird stuff and breakups. And they come with a family. They all do. Whether or not they have a good relationship with their family or not, that's still part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a crucial part to like really getting to know someone. And we really it's important to us that uh, that our families be kind of or this version of our families be in this movie. Yeah, and we, I mean, you know, we wanted to mirror a little bit, you know, because um, where I'm from, we have a lot, we have arranged marriage, and my parents in the movie want me to have an arranged marriage, and arranged marriage really is two families coming together, and here the conception of marriage is more romantic, it's two people coming together. Mm -hmm. However, what we're trying to sort of show with our movie is, it's never just two people coming no. together. Even here, it is two families coming together and it's messy and it's complicated and they're all every member of your family is navigating their own struggles they all come from their own families and that was weird for them too and it's uh i think it's endlessly fascinating oh it's a bruising business <laughs> yeah that's how i look at it yeah it's just it's, it doesn't matter yeah. i mean you have it more dramatically in a culture clash mm -hmm. because of the arranged marriage thing but I really liked how this movie gives arranged marriages a good shout out. Yes. It's basically sure it can work. Absolutely. We're not doing so good where we're not arranging it. Oh you my know? god, we're Look really at hard. What the divorce rate is. Yeah. That's absolutely. right. Yeah. We have a much lower divorce rate mm -hmm. of arranged marriages. And part of that is that you know, going into a marriage the expectations are different and also there's two full families working to 
make, make this, this work. Yeah. yeah, to make this relationship work. But you know, it works for a lot of people. I feel like, and that was another thing we wanted to show with the movie was just portray it in the way that I understand it, growing up in it, which is that it's a, it is a system that works. The coma is yeah. what basically puts you together right. with her parents, played so beautifully by Holly Hunter and Ray Romano. So beautiful. I mean, that's like, so okay, good. you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what legends. What we got legends. very lucky. We got very yeah. lucky. Yeah. I, I mean, Holly Hunter, you know, I, there's a the sequence in the middle of the movie where I hang out with her and I have three or four scenes in a row with her. And I was so nervous to do it because, you know, I've been a fan of her my whole life and she's so, she's a legend. But then when the time came, it was really exciting because she's so good that she makes you good. Working with an actor who's like way better than you mm -hmm. makes you way better. So I really loved, I, and she's so generous and specific and thoughtful, and it really was such a thrill working with those two. Well, how close were they to your real parents? Pretty far, pretty far. Pretty far away. Yeah, my, yeah. Um, and my own parents are lovely, but they just, we wanted to kind of create, and we drilled this into my parents many times, <laughs> we need to create creature, human beings, characters that are difficult for Kumail to be around, because that's part of, you know, the challenge is that he mm -hmm. has to stick around with these people that are hard for him to be around. So we wanted to create characters specifically that would be difficult, whereas my own parents are a bit more easygoing. And then once we got the idea that Ray or Ho and Holly were interested in the movie, we then rewrote the parts to kind of suit them even more. And then they we weighed in on their characters, too. So they kind of did become these creations of all of us. Your parents, though, it's just as important. Yeah. Your parents who were bringing these women to you yeah. and saying, pick the, one. Well, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a complicated thing, and it's more now you can actually spend some time with the women before you decide. Back in the day, you kind of had to sort of decide, and men and women have equal power. Either one can say no. Um, but you sort of have to decide pretty quickly. Like, I have a cousin who got married who's in a lovely marriage and has a beautiful child. The first time she spoke to her now husband was at the engagement party. Like, they had an engagement party. They sat next to each other, and that's when they first talk to each other so um but but you know that they're, they're lucky in that it really really he's a great guy and and they really love each other um but you know we wanted to show also the challenge of someone from another culture coming here um and how much work it is to try and hold on to a culture and hold have your children hold on to to a culture in a world where you know the western culture is very seductive like it's 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 you know, it's it's movies and TV shows and music and and video games and video yeah, games. games. Yeah, I want to leave that out. Ooh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all that stuff. So, and it's very challenging for for someone like you know my parents, uh, who leave their lives, come here in search of better lives for their kids, and then their kids choose to not lead the kind of lives that they want that the parents wanted them to lead. So, the kind of you know, the, it's it's very complicated. They sacrifice their lives for their kids, and then the kids, a lot of times, reject reject their culture. You're writing this together, okay? Yeah. So what what method is that? I've tried that before. You have. And there's like screaming fights that go. <laughs> 
because I have this chapter and then you have this and then we look at the, the other one and say, how did you screw this up so bad? Was that happening? How did well, this marriage stay together during this process? Well, I mean, that was the process and yeah. that, you know, the way you sort of did with chapters, we did it with scenes. We would look at it. We would pick which scenes we wanted to write first drafts of, exchange, rewrite each other's stuff, exchange, rewrite it again. So the rewriting the, would be where the any arguments, if they were to come up, would come I up. I would think so. Yeah. You'd be yeah. like, really? This way? I'm going to fix what I you mean, did. I mean, I love everything you've done, but what if it were this way? Well, <laughs> yeah. but that's exactly right. It's also, it would speak to how we would differently remember the events, mm -hmm. you know? So it wasn't just us saying, like, hey, I don't think the tone is right. It's also like, this is not how it happened. We remembered things differently. And so we were able to put both those perspectives into those scenes, and that's how a lot of the tension uh, and love between Emily and Kamel in the first act and the final act sort of happens was from us having disagreements. Re like remembering, yeah, differently yeah. how things happen. Remembering yeah. things differently. Did you ever think I could play me? No, I'm just not an actress. I would have tanked this whole production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just, I'm really? not an actress. And I also think it's slightly strange to have the two people who went through the event actually reenacting the event themselves. It I, seems stranger to me that he's reenacting it with somebody me. else. Were you always on the set watching that? Every, every single day except for Kumail requested during the makeout scenes that I uh, not be at the vanish. monitors. Yeah, Because yeah. I know Zoe Kazan, she can roll with anything. That's she what can. she yes. and I were both fine. Yeah. He was a little uncomfortable. He was, he was the one yeah. that was just having that problem. And if you're going to have someone play you in a movie, let it be Zoe Kazan. That's my request for it's, the rest of the It doesn't world. matter who it is. <laughs> she could be Thor if she I know, wants right? to. I know, right? She's the best. that should stop her. I agree. So this is the first of many times you'll be on this show, I hope. Oh, but you don't too. know that it ends always in song. <laughs> no, it does. What? There's a slight bit of music that must come. There must be something you sing to each other. What was your song? You're rom-com people. There oh, must be, you said you loved somewhere uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. I did, but our song was actually... We can do the song from Four Weddings and a Funeral, though, that you love. Oh, my God. I can't sing. It doesn't can't matter. Sing. That is never the point. Let's when Clint Eastwood is here, he can't sing, but he does. It's a song by a band called Wet Wet Wet. <laughs> do you know the song? You don't uh, have to have it all. A chorus. We know the, the chorus. Of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's the song called? Uh, Love is all around me. Okay. Oh. And you know it very well. If yeah. you start, I can. Yes. I can go it. Oh we can all really, I'm yeah. trying to think what part to sing. Uh, I, you have no idea how nerve-wracking okay. this is. Right? <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Love is all around me. And so the feeling grows. It's written on the wind. It's everywhere I go. Oh my God! This is just perfect. I'm so happy you get the award of this popcorn sweating. You can't take it. Now I dump it on you. Thank you both, people. I'm telling you, see this movie. It's one of the best movies you'll see this year. I guarantee it. So go. 